Oh my god! I'm overwhelmed, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm running behind. It's so much going on right now. Hold on. Trying to fix my screens here. It is too much going on, y'all. I hope everybody's doing good. Happy Friday, everyone. It is a lot going on right now. It is crazy. I'm glad I'm here. Um, This week has been nuts for me. This week has been a lot. Um, One, you know, we had takeoff's death. I mean, that's been front and center all week. It's been gloomy outside. The weather has been kind of icky up here. So it's been a lot. My um, Maria, the girl that helps me run, run my Instagram page when I had trained, she has fallen ill. So, you know, um, prayers to her. I'm praying for her to have a speedy recovery and come back to work. So she's taking a break right now um, to get better. So everything right now is on me. I feel like I hear an echo. Hold on, I'm turn this down. So everything, I think that sounds better, um, is on me. So I'm trying to like juggle posting the Instagram, you know, and those graphics take a while. Like we don't just post anymore. Like everything is, you know, it's that page is beautiful. Okay. We did. It took a lot to get the page where it's at. So, you know, I can't slip. Um, thank y'all. Y'all like the hair and the outfit. Thank y'all. I appreciate it. So I was busy doing that. Um, we have extra people. I'm just trying to get all this out while I remember it right now. We, I now have extra people to help with the email. So Marquis now in there from Discord, Rejoice. So there shouldn't be as much backlog. So you guys should be hearing back from people, people who have sent emails. You should be hearing back, um, you know, throughout the next few days. So I got more people to help with the emails. Um, what else? I still need to edit. I, I have I now have to edit my live show just because I, I just I can't do it anymore, leaving stuff to other people's hands. So I'm gonna be trying to work on that this weekend so I can get, you know, the first episode up. Um I'm also working on another deep dive. Oh my gosh, there's so much stuff going on, child. But I was like, we gotta do a live stream. I love y'all too. I'm like, we gotta do a live stream. It's a lot to talk about. Drake is, oh my, Drake is really feeling himself. So we're gonna talk about it all. Um, I just wanted to get all that out so y'all can just understand. Like, I have a lot going on. Okay, a whole lot. I hate it. <laughs> I'm grateful, but it's it's overwhelming. So I, I just can't wait till you know. I'm saying my little team is back together and everything is cohesive, and and Maddie is able to do what she has to do. Because things take a long time when it's just you. I mean, just creating thumbnails, all these graphics, people don't appreciate it. That shit takes a while, man. I forgot how long and how hard that shit took until I had to jump back in there and do it. Okay, so, oh yeah, David Osun. Mm. Now, Latik, I'm going to say this. I didn't want to talk about it, you know, because he's a baby. But it's just very strange. Some of these artists got a lot of death around them, you know. And there is a pastor in Nigeria that had told David O to basically look after his son, to pray, and that something was going to happen to this little boy. And this pastor said this back in January. And then the baby drowns. 
So I just, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of spiritual stuff. Um, you know, the power of the tongue. We're going to get into some things today. We're going to get into some, definitely some topics. Um, I want to hit on the takeoff situation a little bit more as well. Um, and matter of fact, I think I can hit on it with this topic. I'm going to kind of talk about it. But somebody says, please look into what's going on with the Mississippi River. I've been talking about the Mississippi River for weeks now. It's a lot going on. I talked about it a few streams ago. A lot going on with the water system in America. Um, so let's start with everything that's... Let me start with this. With Megan the Stallion. I feel like there's an echo in here. I don't know why, what's causing this to echo. Hold on. Okay. That sounds a little bit better. Um, so yesterday I had posted that basically Megan the Stallion, 21 Savage, and Drake, they all came together like Voltron, honey, um, to basically sign a petition to say that rappers' lyrics should not be used against them in a court of law. And so they're trying to get the fans to also sign this petition. I think they said so far... They have 64,000 signatures, but they're looking to achieve 75,000. So I'm going to read to you what it says real quick here. Let me share my screen so we can read this together. We're going to go back starting from yesterday. Give me just a second here. All right, here we go. So it says the music industry leaders, artists, as well as legal experts have come together to form efforts to protect black art. Artists are joining forces to urge American legal system to restrict rap lyrics from being used as evidence in court. Together, the group has penned an open letter titled Art on Trial, Protect Black Art, which has been signed by three major record labels, including Warner Music, Sony, and Universal. Other streaming companies like Spotify, YouTube Music, and TikTok are also lobbying for change. The letter was released by Warner Records on November 1st and has been posted to social media. There's a petition circulating on change.org to to urge others to show their support. Uh, Let's see here. In the letter, it urges uh, prosecutors to stop racially targeted practices of using rap lyrics in trials in courtrooms across America. The trend of prosecutors using artists' creative creative expressions against them is happening with a troubling frequency. Rappers are storytellers creating entire worlds populated with complex characters who play both heroes and villains. But more than any other art form, rap lyrics are essentially being used as confessions in an attempt to criminalize black creativity and artistry. Okay. So that was these three here, rappers. They signed this petition yesterday for freedom of speech. You know, I should be able to rap about killing my fellow, you know, black man. And um, even if I did it, it doesn't matter. You can't use the lyrics against me. Um, It's very interesting because I guess the thing that kind of confuses me is are, are these courts... Like, okay, that's one thing to rap about. Okay, uh, I did a drive-by last night and I threw on some shades and then I hit somebody and, you know, they're dead. 
And you know what I'm saying? A week later, there's all this evidence that a week ago I went on a drive by and they see me on surveillance camera with some big ass black ass Gucci glasses. You know what I'm saying? Like if you don't commit the crime, what is there for them to tag you to is what I'm saying. Like it doesn't even make any sense. This to me that thank you. Somebody says black t uh, creativity. Quinn Nikki says that with a clown emoji. The fact that they're calling some of these lyrics black art I call it black death. Okay. Now, what I find very interesting is that the major record labels are championing to allow these guys to keep rapping about killing each other and putting out this crazy frequency. And it's just words. It's just lyrics. It doesn't matter. We're just telling a story. But why the hell is it that the story that's always being told from black art is always a story of low vibrational bullshit? Death, just being unfaithful, having a bunch of kids, selling drugs, popping Molly, drinking lean. Because when I watch the white, their white counterparts, the white musicians, I don't listen to Justin Bieber's music and then I get hype and want to go shoot somebody or pop pills or fuck a bunch of guys. You know what I'm saying? So I, I get it. I get freedom of speech. I get art. But I think at, at some point in time, people are going to have to decide, you know what I'm saying, it's a lot of double speak that I see. You got Boosie out here crying, talking about, you know, oh, being a rapper is the most dangerous job on earth. Bullshit. Okay? The energy that you put out there is what's dangerous. It's not being a rapper because there are conscious rappers. There are rappers who rap about uplifting stuff and they're not out here ducking drive-bys and chain snatchings. Okay? What I find interesting, and I'm sorry if I offend anybody, but I really don't care because you don't have to be here. I find it very interesting that words never matter when it comes to rap and the lyrics that are coming out of their mouth, right? Because words cast spells. And so when you're rapping and you're, you're talking about death all the time and you're talking about shootings and, you know, what when I see an op, it's on and everything is just just so violent. It's very interesting that these record labels and execs, they don't have an issue with those words. Those should be freedom of speech. Um, they're lobbying now. They can't be used against them in court. But let me misgender somebody. Let me call a man, okay, who clearly looks like a man, ain't even attempting to even be feminine, a man because he sees himself as a woman, those words hurt. Let me not use the right pronouns. She, sh, they, that, whatever. That's not right. You're mean. You're being this, this, and that. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm bugging. Like I said, if you're offended, exit stage left. This ain't the stream for you. But, you know, maybe I'm bugging that. It's, it's, it's funny that certain words offend and hurt. Oh my God, you called me a man. And I'm, you know, I think I'm a woman or whatever. I'm transitioning to be a woman, but let me rap about taking out your whole family, giving you headshots, smoking on Tuca. Uh, what else is the stupid shit they say? Um, I'm a savage. I'm, I'm, you know, riding on the ops. None of those words though, that actually cause physical violence at times in the hood, right? That actually spew a lot of nonsense and, and energy 
Those are okay. Y'all got to see the games that are being played. Yeah, I said Tuka. I, I mean, and it's no disrespect because I was a baby, right? But I'm saying it because these are the words. Even when King Von died and I was doing my King Von live stream, remember all them? They were probably DJ Academics, little chat niggas. That's what they call themselves. Remember, they were all in my chat talking about smoking Tuka packs. And I told you, I said, quit writing that shit in my chat. Don't come in my chat right now that we smoking on King Von packs or just whatever. I don't like that. Yeah, I remember they all came in here talking about they were smoking and all this weird shit. So I'm just repeating the stuff that the kids say. Okay? But what the point is, nobody seems to be bothered by those words. There's only certain words that seem to trigger, but anything that's, you know, just low vibrational, that's just not good for the community, they're literally fighting right now to, this is black art. This is black expression. Okay? It's not. It's not. Words have power. Because remember, if somebody can cry because, you know, you misgendered or you caught them the wrong pronoun and that can get you banned off Twitter or just whatever they're trying to ban people for on social media. Why when people say, hey, we don't like the fact that people are using, you know, terms like smoking tuka or, you know, what I'm saying rapping about death constantly in rap music. We want more upliftment. Now there's all this fighting. Oh, no, we know freedom of speech, this, this, and that. Now, there was a white guy who came out, uh, Robbie Starbuck, and I didn't know much about him. Um, I had to research him a bit, but he said some real prolific shit. He did. And I want y'all to listen to what this white man had to say about what he feels is going on in the music industry. So let me pull this up here really quick. Give me just a second to find him. Okay, here it goes. I want y'all to listen to this. We got over 6,000 people in the house. Thank y'all for joining me. Please hit that like button, please, so more people can come on in. A rapper from Migos died. I just wanted to go ahead and make a video about something I have a unique experience in. So I directed a bunch of rappers, people like Gucci Mane, Snoop Dogg, you know, uh, Lil Yachty. The list goes on and on and on, Okay. I learned a lot of things, um, and I have left the industry um, largely over my political beliefs, but there is something I want to impart to people to hopefully, you know, make some sort of change happen. So I have a challenge to rappers, and I know some of you still follow me. I know a bunch of the celebrity blogs still follow me from trying to get news from music videos and things like that. So here's the truth. The truth is this. A bunch of young black male rappers keep dying. You know who's not dying? record executives, the record executives that push for them to continue to make songs and create a culture that is obsessed with death, drugs, and sex, period. The industry is obsessed with it, but those record executives, they're not dying because they don't push this culture on their own people, but they're encouraging you to push it on yours and they're paying you handsomely to do it. The reality is I know a lot of you, a lot of you are good people, your family guys, you're not the image that you put out there to the world. Why? Why don't you be the example? Stand up. I challenge you. Be the example. Make music about the culture you want to see. Don't just get online today and talk about how, you know, whenever a rapper makes it, his own people take him down. Don't you in light of seeing the uh, rapper from. OK, let me come back on the screen. So you guys heard what he had to say. And he was saying some truth. Um, it, it says a lot. We have to be the change that we want to see. and. Again, 
it's not about, I guess, censorship for me or saying that people can't talk about certain things, right? Because I never want to get to that point in music where we can only talk about sunshine and roses and love because every day ain't a good damn day, okay? So we have we have good days, bad days, all that stuff. But where's the variety? That's the part that's bothersome for me. And I know I've talked about this in our last Zoom meeting. And for all of us who grew up in the 90s, right? We had hardcore rap. We had, you know, Snoop Dogg gangbanging on records and bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks and Dr. Dre, you know, the chronic. And um, we had that. We had NWA. Right. But we also had the Arrested Developments. We also had the Digital Planets. Cool like that. You know, we, we had uh, so many, so much variety. So at some point in time, we have to really ask ourselves why is it the only thing that gets pushed is only the negative music? I'm not saying you can't rap about what you want to rap about. That's your grown business. That's between you and God, right? But why is there no other variety? Why is that the only thing now considered black art? Why do people who rap about more positive stuff, they don't see the light of day? That is by design. That is by design. You know, as much as I may not be the biggest fan of Diddy, but during that damn shiny suit era, y'all remember the shiny suit, you know, more money, more problems era. He wasn't out there talking about killing folks and all this bullshit. It was just partying and having a good time. It was lighthearted music. Like we don't have that anymore. And then everybody wonders like, you know, why is everything so dark? Why is everything so, you know, demonic? Remember back in 2020 when I started noticing a rise of people saying demon time. And I'm like, what is this? And I, I was one of the first ones to speak about it because uh, lovely Joe tried to act like he didn't understand what demons were. Oh, what's demon time? Oh, okay, that's a new... Why are we co-signing stuff like that? Like, why are we trying to act like we don't understand spiritual matters until somebody dies? Then when somebody dies, it's all this spiritual mush mouth shit. But you knew what it was when they were screaming that out. And that's what I'm saying. Y'all keep running around talking about demon time. I'm on demon time. You guys are invoking certain energies. Beyonce came out with Meg Thee Stallion. On OnlyFans, I'm on my demon time stuff. It's just certain things that are just always being invoked. Where when we were growing up, nobody rapped about stuff like that. It's very strange to me that these are the things that are constantly being pushed. You don't have to be a big fan of Kanye West. Whatever issues you have with Ye, that is between you and Ye. I don't care. Um, but when he talks about the music part, you know, certain music being pushed, I don't think he's lying when he says the people who control the music because this the white guy, Robbie Starbuck, just basically co-signed what Kanye was saying about the music part. I'm not talking about everything else, but about the music part. You know, so people have to start deciding, you know, are we going to support, like somebody said, the De La Souls, the Tribe Called Quest, the Brother Lynches, you know, people who really rapped about real stuff. Because I get where the rappers are also coming from. So this is not to like condemn rappers. Y'all know we have parties. I memorize lyrics like a damn encyclopedia. And sometimes I have to catch myself when I'm rapping like, damn, it's so melodic. I'm not even realizing I'm rapping about a murder because it's so melodic. That's the scary part. And when you really think about the lyrics, it's like, damn, I'm literally rapping about killing somebody. 
But because the beat is hot, the vibe, you don't even realize it, right? Because music can have the power to wake you or lull you to sleep. And so all I'm saying is that I feel like there should be a variety. I feel like if the industry supported more of a variety of positive and, you know, I'm saying higher vibrational music, light music, you know, just party music, stuff that's not always so dark and about shooting and selling drugs and doing all that stuff. The artists would do that. They would make that type of music. But if nobody gets behind it and it doesn't get the push, they're going to make what because that's what art is. That's what the artists do. That's what these rappers do. They're there to make money, to feed themselves, to take care of their families. So if I'm making positive music and I'm saying this and it's not being pushed, it's not being promoted, you're going to stop doing it. You know, so it, it's just really sad, man. It's just I don't know. Like, I, I just been doing a lot of thinking with the whole takeoff situation. And I've just made so many connections. Like, I don't think I've been to sleep before 3, 4 a.m. every night this week. I have not been able to sleep until like after 3 a.m., 4 o'clock in the morning. And then I'm jumping up at 8, 9 to start working. So I'm literally like running on E, right? But I just been thinking about like a lot of stuff um, with this. And it's just, it, it's it's sad. Because I, I know, I don't know every single song they put out, but I know, you know, a lot of their music. But it's sad because, again, he was somebody who wasn't involved in that type of stuff in the real world. Right. Maybe in the rap world, he might have rapped about certain things or rapped about being about that life. But that was not Takeoff's persona. He was very much a homebody. He wasn't out like that, you know, and. um, Their family is heartbroken and I'm going to leave it at that because it's not for me to really speak on, but. This has like shattered a lot of people behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? Like this is one death that a lot of people are just very much taking to heart. That's it's affected so many people because again, he's never put himself out there like that. He's one entertainer I can say, I couldn't tell you who he's dated. I couldn't tell you what he drives. I couldn't tell you what his house looks like. And that is one of the things that I did respect about Takeoff is because he had that persona like an old school celebrity. See, when we were growing up, we didn't know what the hell Michael Jackson, Prince, um, well, I don't know, Kumo D, he just popped in my head. I don't listen to him, but Kumo D and just whoever. We didn't know what they did outside of making music. We weren't involved in what their kids look like. We weren't involved in their love life like that. We came and really gathered around to celebrate them when they dropped an album. But now a lot of these celebrities, they don't even know how to like turn it off and turn it on. They feel like they have to expose everything. And we have to know what they're eating for breakfast, who they're fucking, what they're doing. And it's oversharing and it's overkill. And that is one thing that I did really like about him is that he had that mystique about him. That is what it is to be a celebrity. Because at this point, there's no difference. You, there's no difference right now between most mainstream celebrities, influencers, and regular people. Because of social media. There's none of that. Because we're just seeing them now as just regular people. They're going back and forth. They're arguing with fans. They're, you know what I mean? Drama. It's just always something. So to me, the word celebrity is so cheapened. It's like anybody can be a celebrity. 
You literally can just drop a song now. No real lyrical skill. Just be cute. And now you're a celebrity. You're a celebrity. You're a celebrity. Who wants to be a celebrity? You know what I mean? It's almost like Oprah giving away cars. It, 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 the, the, it's, very, it's been cheapened. And that's one thing about Takeoff is that he really embodied what it was to be a celebrity. You really only saw him when he was out, you know, dressed, you know, down from head to toe. He really only talked when he was asked questions. You know, so it, the whole thing is just, it's very disheartening. Um, but I, let me talk about the Jay Prince situation. I wasn't even sure I was going to hit on it, but I might as well because I'm talking about takeoff. The Jay Prince situation, he came out yesterday with this long, oh God, just this whole dissertation. I don't even know if I want to read it because it's just long. Do I feel like reading it? Do you want to be Mother Goose? Y'all want me to read what because <laughs> it like I literally had to like not read it then go back and read it. Anyways, um, who remembers Jay Prince Senior? Y'all go, y'all gonna stop mixing these two up. Y'all gonna stop mixing up them three men. Y'all keep mixing up Jay Prince Senior, Jay Prince Junior, and Jazz Prince. These are three different individuals. Now they all share a birthday less than a day apart. Okay. Y'all know I'm about my symbolisms and my numbers. All their birthdays fall around either, what is it, Halloween, the 31st to November 1st. They all got the same birthday, but they're not the same person. Y'all going to stop cussing out that old man thinking it's his son. But um, let me go ahead and read to y'all since y'all want me to read. Y'all put on my mother goose glasses. <laughs> let me read what good old Jay Prince had to say. Let me drink some water first because he wrote a lot. <laughs> Okay, <clears throat> excuse me. He says, the Prince family would like to send our condolences to the family and friends of a beautiful soul at takeoff to the Houstonians and the families around the world. This one breaks my heart because takeoff was a brother, a son, a role model, and a God-loving human being. Grief is a price of love, a bill people from across the globe are praying right now. As we mourn this loss, I've known Takeoff, Quavo, and Offset for many years, and there has been nothing but mutual love for one another that ain't going to ever change where we are concerned. This shouldn't have happened. This shouldn't have ever happened in our city. There shouldn't have been recorded, and this damn sure shouldn't be circulating across social media. For family, friends, and fans to see. As I write this, I'm angry about the lack of love and respect that we have for one another as a race, which keeps bringing us back to the same tragic place of black-on-black killing. They say Satan is the author of confusion, and right now there are a lot of lies and false narratives being spread by media whores. I consider myself a man that's quick to listen and slow to speak. Therefore, to whom is responsible for putting that bullet in my little nephew's head, let it be known that you can't hide behind me, beside me, or anywhere near me because I don't tolerate dumb shit. I speak the words not knowing whose bullet is responsible for his death. With that being said, the root of this tragedy is foolish and has to be owned by the fool. 
I will sum this up by saying a gun in the hands of any human that close that closes his eyes to shoot and doesn't have the proper skills on operating that gun is dangerous and results usually and results usually ending with innocent people who had nothing to do with the altercation being shot or killed to the homies in Georgia and around the world that got love for takeoff like we do know this. Let's change the narrative in our culture by putting an end to every argument or disagreement resulting in violence. It's okay to live and let live to see another day. Rest in peace. Take off. Oh, that was a lot to read. So oh, I see a lot of tiny violins. Y'all was not playing. So that is what that was the senior. There's a lot. There's a lot of coded messaging in there. Okay, I'm not going to speak too much on who did what, but there will be some there is going to be a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline behind this. Um, There's a lot of coded wording. There's a lot of distancing of oneself. You know, people closing their eyes to shoot, you know, a lot of stuff. You know, he's 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 dropping a lot of little seeds. Um, What is interesting is People being very, him being very bothered by the videos that are circulating online. Now, let me say this. Okay. I don't necessarily agree with people filming people's last moments, but I also get it. That this is the world that we live in, right? Everybody sat here and watched George Floyd's last moments and so many other people's last moments on camera. So this is the world that that we live in, unfortunately, right? My thing is, are you really bothered because it was his last moments or because we watched Jay Prince Jr. walk right by the body? Like that wasn't his homeboy. I don't know. It just, it felt, it felt weird to me. Like, and I don't want to. I, I never want to be in that situation, but I just it just felt weird that somebody who's supposed to be checking in and you're supposed to be looking out for, they're laying there bleeding out and you just walk by. Because my my thought is this, right? Remember when I told y'all a few weeks ago on my live stream, I said I don't like checking culture. I'm not checking in with anybody. Only checking I do is the TSA. When I told you guys, I said to me, hip hop has normalized this whole checking in culture. And let's keep it real. Check in culture is nothing but friendly extortion. Who remembers? Put a teacup if you guys remember me saying this. Friendly extortion is what checking culture is, in my personal opinion, right? And so my issue is the Prince family. Mob ties, that is y'all's MO. Like y'all, y'all thrive off of this whole check-in thing. Remember when PMB Rock died, what were all these weirdos saying? He should have checked in. Who he didn't check in? Who was he supposed to check in? He should have checked. Why? Like, what is this check-in culture? Y'all don't say this about Taylor Swift. Y'all don't say this about any white artist. And yes, I get it. Taylor Swift is in a different genre. She's a white girl. She can freely walk through Compton. And I, ha- I get all that. But I'm just saying, we only put that stupid pressure on our black rappers and black celebrity entertainers that they have to check. Check in for what? 
It's extortion. So, okay, fine. Cool. Y'all are checking in. Remember, there is a girl you were arguing with me on Instagram. Oh, T, you don't know what you're talking about. It's not like that. When they check in, they're paying for protection. I said, bullshit. I said, if you want to pay for protection and you're worth millions of dollars, you can hire security, certified security. You can hire the police. Okay, when I did my event, I hired Atlanta PD outright. I know how much I spent on security for that event. I didn't have my homeboys flying from Minneapolis, bring guns, do none of that. I went through a professional security team. I went through the police department. We spent weeks dealing, you know what I'm saying, to make sure everything went off without a hitch. Everybody felt safe. Nobody felt no type of way. We had a police, that police cruiser, before you even walked into my event, there was a police cruiser that sat outside the epicenter the whole eight hours with a fucking lights on, okay? That police cruiser, him to sit there that whole day was a few thousand dollars. And I'm not rich like no rapper. So don't, don't give me that. It's not about protection. It's friendly extortion. And so my thing is, if I checked in with... Mob ties. Who's protecting Quavo? As I'm watching this video and I'm hearing him scream, take, take, get up, take. One of the Migos has already fallen. So you're going to leave the other one exposed? So then somebody could come up and finish the job with Quavo as well? I don't know. Maybe I'm reaching, but that's how I'm looking at this. I feel like, Certain people are more upset about the video because it showed a lot of other shit besides that body on the ground. Let me calm down. Let me read some super chats. I'm sorry. Um, uh, uh, Lord, Lord, Uchia. Sorry if I mispronounced it. Said $9.99 and said, hey, auntie, this is Marcus. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Marcus. I says, hope you're having a good day. Just wanted to come through and send you some love before I go to go see Shaka Khan live. That is awesome. Um, yeah, my day is getting better. Thank you for the super chat and enjoy going to go see Shaka Khan. Um, let's see here. Uh, Kanisha Morgan. Oh, pronounced Kanisha. Oh, yeah, you got that weird spelling, but it's pronounced totally different. I remember... Uh, Kanisha sent 10 says, rest in peace, take off. Drake is out here dissing Megan, Serena, like his baby mama ain't a porn star. We're going to get on Drake next, honey. We're going to get on Drake. Thank you for the super chat, love. Um, Curly Rowley sent $6.99 and says, hey, T, as soon as I saw the mess that Drake was up to, I quickly thought about what you would say. Thanks for coming through with the live. Definitely. Thank you, sis. Um, Alexis D. Jesus. I pronounced that perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> Says, uh, always cash app and saying FYT. I love you. You're soon to be, uh, you're soon to be favorite trans tea sipper. I know that's right. Thank you so much. Um, Drake better stop talking about my favorite deep dives. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, love. Yeah, I got some dope trans people who follow me who are not sensitive who understand, who have common sense. It's the the ones who just want to be mad, child who cuss me out, whatever. But thank you. I love the trans folks and my LGBT folks who just have common sense and discernment and know that when I speak on certain things, I'm definitely coming from a place of love and education. So thank you so much. Um, 
Let's see here. Deborah Kawan says, looking beautiful. I'm loving the deep dive videos. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I put a lot into my deep dives, so I'm really glad that you're liking them. Um, let's see here. Ty17 says, how about they sign a petition not to promote violence or incriminating themselves? Love you, T. Uh, ding, 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 ding. Now, Ty, you know that's too much like right. You know that's too much like right. You know, I'm going to sign a petition to allow you for me to keep promoting death to the babies as opposed to signing a petition for something better. You know what I'm saying? But thank you for the super chat, love. Um, Lauren says F Drake and his weak ass 1970s Spanish Harlem silk suits. <laughs> Not Lauren, just Drake and Drake. We ain't even got to the Drake section yet. Thank you so much, Lauren. Um, oh, y'all are funny. Uh, Kelton Adams says champagne thickums really tried it on that album. <laughs> and this is why I love the tea sippers. Y'all just always make my day go so much better. Not champagne thickums. Y'all got jokes. Y'all got jokes. Okay. I've been on here for 30 minutes. Um, I got to play an ad really quick. We have a sponsor. Today's sponsor is Green Chef. So let me play this ad. And then I also want to go ahead and, um, Get on this whole Drake thing. We got to talk about Drake. And I'm really grateful that I'm I'm getting sponsorships now for my live streams because they tend to get demonetized. You know, when you're speaking truth and shit. You're not trying to hear that. All right, commercial time, y'all. Give me just a second. Hey, T-Sippers. So we have another wonderful show sponsor today. And today's show sponsor is Green Chef. Now, we all live really busy lives. Y'all know, honey, I stay busy. And I know you guys stay busy just as well. And it's to the point where it kind of gets hard to go grocery shopping and shop for healthy meals. But that is where Green Chef comes in. They have our back, okay? One thing about Green Chef that I really like is that they have now expanded their weekly menu from 24 recipes up to 30 recipes per week. So there's a lot of different recipes that you guys can choose from. Another really cool thing about Green Chef is the fact that you can have different preferences in one box. Meaning, if you're on a keto diet, you can choose keto items and put it in the box. If your man likes meat, honey, you can go ahead and put that in the box. And if you know your child is, you know, trying out veganism, you can also put that in the box as well. So they basically cover your entire family's dietary needs. So to check them out, make sure you guys go on to greenchef.com slash lovelyt125. And don't forget to use code lovelyt135. So that way you can save $135 off of five boxes. And don't forget that your first box ships absolutely free. Don't forget that Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. So make sure you guys check them out today. All right, let me come back on the screen. Okay, thank you guys for being patient. <laughs> I feel like it's a little bit like, I feel like it's more like a little television show. We got to, you know, get a word from our sponsor. We got a little break. <laughs> So yeah, definitely support Green Chef. Thank you to them for sponsoring this live stream. We got over 10,000 people in here. Please, 10,000 people. Y'all in here sipping, but I only see 2,600 uh, lights. Raise the lights, raise the lights. <laughs> but um, so let's go ahead and talk about this whole Meg Thee Stallion Drake drama, okay? Now... 
child. Y'all know how I feel about Megan. It, it's no secret, child. Um, Megan, Megan, Megan. Now, yesterday, <laughs> she put up a court record, and it, it was supposed to say 2022, and it said 2002, and the barbs were roasting her. They said she was making up court documents. I don't know. I just, I just feel like Megan is always involved in something, child, on the internet. So they were dragging her yesterday. I didn't have time to post any of it. I just I said, we just going to leave her alone today. Then I wake up today, and there go the horse emojis. <laughs> I can't stand y'all. <laughs> oh, my God. So then I wake up today, and um, I finally hear the, the diss track. Um, and I wish I could play it um, of Drake, you know, going in and, and talking mess. Let me pull it up. I'm going to have to just read it to y'all. And mind you, the same day, this is the same lady who would Drake in 21 Savage where, you know, rappers can say whatever they want to say. <laughs> well, he did, Megan. You gotta be you know you gotta watch who you you know what I mean the things you support you can't have your cake and eat it too. So remember they just signed a petition that rappers can kill other rappers in songs and you know admit to crimes and it shouldn't be able to be used against them. But now the son he's talking about Megan you know he he's he's trying to do a double entendre right. So there he's saying that Megan lied about being shot, but then other people are saying that you know no it's about butt shots child. So let me go ahead and read this. Let me share my screen with y'all. I said, I'm gonna keep it real over here. So remember the day before was all this, oh, we don't, you know, hey, we wanna be free to rap about whatever we wanna rap about. Then I wake up this morning, and so this is what they're saying. After Drake rapped that Megan the Stallion lied about getting shots. Megan went off about rappers who dogpile on black women. Megan Thee Stallion has written a string of tweets that, without mentioning the names, appear to tear into Drake for suggesting that she lied about being shot by Tory Lanez. On Sirocco Loco, a track from Drake's new album with 21 Savage, Drake says, this bitch lied about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. She don't even get the joke, but she's still smiling. Um, he also went on to say something else, child. He was also talking about her lying about graduating or some, something about college. Um, so it was two little disses that he had in that one song. So Meg went off. I can't play the song. Who is this girl? Can y'all write this girl's name? Like, is this Drake's future daughter? Like, what is this? Who's this chick? Is this somebody 21 Savage is dating? I thought he was with Lotto. I'm still trying to figure out who this girl is. Her teeth scare me. But anyways, uh, <laughs> Tina Snow, a.k.a. The Stallion, says this. I know I'm very popular, but y'all got to stop attacking, attaching weak-ass conspiracy theories in bars to my name. LOL, niggas nor hoes ever address me or at me with a fact or receipt, but I'm a clout, but I'm a clout bitch. Keep, licking, keep sucking my coochie. Then she says, stop using my shooting for clout bitch-ass niggas. Um, since when the F is it cool to joke about women getting shot, you niggas, especially rap niggas, <laughs> trying to make it through the algorithm, y'all, there's a lot of cussing in here, are lame, ready to boycott about shoes and clothes, but dogpile on a black woman when she says one of y'all's homeboys abused her. 
Then she says, people attack me. Y'all go up for it. I defend myself. Now I'm doing too much every time. It never ends. And this did not happen until I came out and said I got shot. Y'all don't fuck with me. Okay, cool. Fuck it. Bye. Then she says, when mother... When the mother effing facts come out, remember all y'all hoses' favorite rappers that stood behind a nigga that shot a female. Then somebody says, he said, st- he said stallion, though, so technically he did say your name. Then she goes, a stallion is slang for a tall, thick woman! So, I mean, first she's saying he mentioned her name, then she's saying that he did Let me come back on screen, y'all. Okay, let me say this. Some of y'all are trying to say Drake's line meant butt shots because he said shots and not shots. Let's keep it real, y'all. Drake was definitely throwing shade or shots, no pun intended, at Megan. He definitely was. He mentioned the word stallion. He talked about, you know, shot or shots. It doesn't matter. And and let's keep it real. Remember, the initial report said she got shot twice in the foot. So I definitely feel like that bar was for Megan. And then he also went on to talk about, you know, graduating or college. It was something else in the lyric that was definitely tied to Megan as well. So this is my thing, right? Again, like I said earlier in the stream, we got to pick. Because now it's dogpiling on a black woman. And that's another thing I've, I've caught Meg about in the past, that whenever she's into something with rappers, all of a sudden, you know, black women, it's it's all black. He ain't talking to me. Drake got me fucked up. He ain't talking. Ain't no all black women. No, this he's talking about you. But she always tends to drag all black women, you know, because that way those are certain buzzwords and trigger words. So that way all black women be like, oh, you're attacking a black woman. You're attacking a black woman. My thing is this, right? All these people are rappers. She's a rapper. Drake's a rapper. And you just signed a contract, not contract, excuse me, a petition yesterday. And you three were promoting that rappers should be able to say anything. So I'm confused. So are you, so you're not bothered when they talk about death and shooting and, you know, smoking tuka packs, but where you draw the line is him talking about you and your situation in a line. You get what I'm saying? So where does it end? So all this other more violent stuff is okay until it pertains to you. Now, do I think that he should be mentioning her or even mentioning her situation in his lines, in his song? Absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? I think at this point... Drake is looking for clout. Drake is the old man, let's keep it real, in the club. He's still trying to, you know, he wants to hang with the 20-some-year-olds and grab his nuts and act like, you know, he's still that dude. Drake, it's been 10 years. You're, you're the old guy in the club now. So let's keep that real. He's definitely doing this to push buttons. He's doing this to clowner. But my thing is this, Megan. I've seen female rappers disrespect you over the past few weeks. They don't call you Bigfoot. Uh, they don't say that you did something to Tiana Taylor House. Um, called you an alcoholic. Just all types of stuff. And she never seems to have smoke for this particular female rapper. 
And I would love for her to get into the, you know, studio and write some stuff and, you know, call out this rapper who keeps really messing with her low key. I, I don't know. I just feel like whenever it's a male rapper, she comes and she's, you know, popping off and, you know, black women this and, you know, black women come protect me against this male rapper. But every time this particular female rapper, you know, insinuates or throw shades at her, it's just I'm going to just hit a like on a tweet. I'm just going to, you know, agree with a, a tweet. It, it's never that same thing. So my thing is, it seems like people are only rappers and have that rapper bravado, depending on who they're addressing. Because she knows Drake is not going to clap back at her on Twitter in a quote unquote disrespectful manner. And he's just going to, you know, play the role of, well, it's in a song and it's music and anything goes. Okay. But again, should he have mentioned her? Absolutely not. He had no business mentioning her. So, and that's why he did that. So that way he would have a out to say, well, I wasn't talking about her. She's just thinking I'm talking about her. But I said shots, meaning that the girl's denying having ass shots. And, you know, a, a big ass is like a stallion because, you know, a, a male stallion has a big ass. So we, we know what Drake is trying to do. He's being messy. Like I said, as far as the whole shooting situation, I have no dog in that fight. I'm going to let the courts do what they need to do. But I just don't like the fact that black women always get drugged into this whole we need to stand. You know, as soon as it's it's one thing, you know, as soon as I'm being attacked or I feel away, it's, you know, oh, black women are getting dog piled on. But the day before y'all had all this solidarity for these, you know, lyrics, low vibrational lyrics in rap. So, again, and, and this ain't the first time. Let's keep it real. Male rappers have rapped about disrespectful stuff towards black women time and time again. So are we only going to call it quits now once it comes to Megan? What about the average black woman being called bitches and whores and things like that? So I don't know. I just find that whole situation to me very, very interesting that she definitely has a lot to say when, whenever. I don't care if it's the baby, if, if like Drake, but, you know, when this particular female rapper, you know, throws shots and does all this stuff is, you know, see no evil, hear no evil, you know, I guess. Um, something else I wanted to hit on too with this situation. Yeah, that, that's what it was. It's, it's, it's him trying to use clever wordplay. Now, with that being said, let's go ahead and segue into Drake and Serena Williams. Okay. Now. <laughs> Alpha male, if I'm biased. Leave. I don't, again, I don't have to like any of your faves. I don't have to be a fan of your faves. If you don't like the commentary, go. Exit stage left. That's my opinion, okay? Now, as far as this situation that's going on with another black woman, Serena Williams, and, you know, her husband, Alex Ohanian. Sorry if I said that wrong. Drake is really feeling himself. Old man Drake, he's looking like the old guy in the club and he's just trying to start stuff and get his name out there. He could still rap, don't get me wrong. But the diss to Alexis is very interesting. Very interesting. Now we can't play it, unfortunately, but let me just read to y'all what, what was said. Okay. So, 
Okay, he says, okay, Drake and 21 Savage, new singles called Middle of the Ocean, Drake Drake raps, sidebar, Serena, your husband's a groupie. He claims he don't got no problem, but no boo, it's like you coming for sushi. Okay? So he was throwing shots at this grown man who's married, who's done nothing to Drake. So Alexis finally replied back, because he's like, I'm not no punk. You know, punk. I'm going I'm to defend my wife. So he comes back, he says, the reason I stay winning is because I'm relentless about being the absolute best at whatever I do, including being the best groupie for my wife and daughter. Bars, Alexis, bars, okay? And Serena came and she wrote, you know, she has little heart emojis and stuff like that for her husband. I thought that was sweet. Then I posted this beautiful picture of Serena, her husband, and her beautiful daughter, Look how, look at the smiles. Look how everybody looks genuinely happy. The energy feels light and bright. Look at this big old smile, her smile, the baby, you know, being raised in a, in a healthy two-parent household. Now let's see what Drake's picture looks like with his child. Oh, shit. <laughs> baby mama, she grinning from head to toe. Happy as hell. She got away from crazy Drake. Long enough to keep this pregnancy. Y'all see that big ass smile? She knows she don't want the damn lottery. He wasn't able to abort this one. Uh-huh. Who? She got this in the bag. Baby confused. He don't know Drake like that. This is like the first time he's really meeting the daddy and being around him. So the, the poor little boy, cutie, he's confused. He's like, dad, I don't know if you're still hiding me from the world or you're hiding the world from me, dad. I don't know what's up, Okay. Drake is looking like he don't trust either one of these people. He doesn't know the little boy yet. The baby mama done, you know, oh shit, she tried it. And also, let's not forget this. Baby came out with blue eyes. I guess Drake thought he was a dark-skinned black man. He forgot that he was half Jewish and his mother has blonde hair and blue eyes. He made this porn star. Remember, this lady's a porn star. You can see her on Twitter right now. All porn, sucking dick. So... This lady's a porn star, right? Uh, he made this woman take a DNA test, not once, not twice, but three damn times, okay? Because the third time's the charm. The third time is when it really tells me like, damn, I done fucked up. I really am the father. How dare you? How dare you come at Serena and her husband? First of all, Serena's not a rapper, so let, let me make that clear, the distinction between Serena and Meg to me. Serena's not a rapper, okay? Alexis is not a rapper. Serena is one of the best tennis female tennis players to ever do it from childhood, from the streets of Compton, okay? Really from the hood, okay? Not in a little middle-class suburb, safe and sound. She really grew up in the hood, Okay? Alexis, you know, rich, you know, co-owner of Reddit. They've been together for years. They, they got married. Drake, you dated Serena and you let her go. Serena wanted to be with Drake. Remember, they caught them out on dinner and stuff like that. But the problem is Serena didn't fit your rap aesthetics. Y'all know the rap aesthetic? I got to have an IG model, a freak. I got to have somebody who looks like a particular image on my arm. Even though he raps 
Like he cares about women like Serena, my black queen in his old music, not the new stuff. You know, my black queen and, you know, women and love and heartache and oh my gosh. And oh, I'm so sad. And oh, I just want to be in a relationship. Remember, I used to be one of the biggest Drake fans. Don't forget, he even had me fooled. Remember, there was there was a few years you couldn't say nothing bad about Drake in my comment section. I will own that. Like, wait, there will not be no Drake slander. That was me a few years ago because I was such a big fan of the music. And I really thought that was his persona. I really thought he was speaking, you know, his truth. And I love the fact that he was talking about love and he wasn't talking about killing other black men 24 seven. I love the fact that he was putting out positive music. But then what do we know? It was all a persona per Meek Mill. I guess they said somebody was writing the music. What wasn't Drake per Meek Mill? Ghostwriters and all this other shit. Then we start to see the real Drake, right? Because the music Drake is one thing. Then I'm starting to notice, well, in the real world, you, you tend to be with these strippers and Instagram models and, you know, people that I don't think you want to. And this is nothing that y'all not. Y'all not fuck with the strippers. Y'all know I fuck with the IG models. A lot of y'all support me. And you know what I mean? I love y'all. But the way he raps, he acts like he wants to bring home a certain type of woman, right? To his mother. The average person, you know what I'm saying? Until they really get to know you for you, they're not necessarily just going to bring home a stripper. Like, mom, look, my new stripper girlfriend. Let's keep it real, right? Or even if you're a stripper, they'll hide that from their parents for a while until the parents need to know you for who you are. And then be like, yeah, well, she works as a stripper. They're not going to just introduce you right off the bat. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my stripper. You know what I'm saying? Girlfriend. So he's rapping about the type of woman that he wants to introduce his mother to and that, you know, that he wants to be with. But then when I'm seeing him on the blogs, I'm like, something ain't math in here. Like, Drake, what are you doing? And this is me as a fan. Not me wanting to date Drake or no shit like that. Just as a fan, a big fan. I went to his concerts. I spent a lot of damn money on Drake, streamed all his songs. And I'm like, it's not matching. Like you, you dated Serena. We were all cheering him on. Oh my God, they look great together. You know, this can be something. Okay, things happen. Y'all are not together. Cool. But it just seemed like he was, remember for a while, he was caught up in all those pregnancy scandals. It was like three women. They were all claiming to be pregnant by Drake around the same time. We have not heard from that Lacey girl since. Ain't nobody seen her. Vlad said she was pregnant. Vlad TV said he had a conversation with her and she was really pregnant. Her Vlad. I ain't seen the girl since. This one here, uh, I forget her name, the porn star. Johnny Blaze says she lied. Don't say Johnny Blaze. She said she lied, that she was never pregnant by uh, Drake. But the porn star, y'all can write her name. I'm not even trying to be disrespectful. I just, I forget her name. She fled to France because she's a, you know, she's a French woman. She fled back to France. So that's how he wasn't able to, because all the other girls were saying that he was making them, you know, get abortions and stuff like that. Allegedly, that's what they were saying on the blogs. She flew to, to France and waited her pregnancy out and then sent them that, you know what I'm saying? We need a DNA test. I had a baby. Because when he seen the baby's picture, he didn't think that was his child because the child had blue eyes. He told LeBron James in the shop on HBO, I DNA tested her three times. So to me, Sophie, thank you guys. Sophie, that's her name, Sophie. Uh, Sophie Laveau, is her name? Okay, Laveau, okay. I'm gonna call her Sophie Laveau. Laveau. So... 
It seems to me the fact that he has an issue and he's throwing shots at Serena, who's not a rapper, her husband, who's not a rapper. He's projecting. That's what I get from this situation. He is projecting. He wishes that he could be in that situation, raising his child in a happy home. And I'm not saying that Sophie's not a good mom, because I will give her this, regardless of what she did to get Drake. She stays out the way. She's not messy. You don't see her on social media talking shit. She gets her bag every month and she lives her life and she raises their child. So I at least respect her for that. Because from everything I see, the boy is very smart. He's athletic. He's well-behaved. So she's doing something right. So I will give her that. But I think that he's upset because that is the image that he wanted for himself. And he let that ball go. And so the image he's left with is that bitter picture. Let me go ahead and bring that back on the screen. This is how we were introduced to his son. Meanwhile, our good sis Serena got married, had her daughter, and her husband is right there. And she's being raised in a happy, healthy household. And I think Serena might be pregnant again, if I'm not mistaken. I think she's on baby number two. I might be wrong. I thought I heard that somewhere. And I just really think that he's projecting. And for Alexis to not be a rapper, he had bars. That was better than any diss track I've heard thus far in all this foolishness. He had bars. He said, that's fine. I'll be a groupie for my wife and my daughter. Your baby's mother was a whole porn star groupie. You didn't meet her in high school. This was somebody on the block. She was a porn star. So how are you going to call her husband a groupie? What about your baby's mother? Child, the projection is real. Okay, good. So she is pregnant again. I wasn't sure. Okay. I thought I had heard something about that. So like I said, so for me, that is the difference. I don't think he should have mentioned Megan's name at all. Just leave her alone and let her case go through the court system. Y'all just leave her alone at this point. But Megan is also a rapper and Megan is also signing petitions for freedom of speech. So make it make sense. So if that makes me biased because I'm looking at something with common sense, so be it. It is what it is. Make it make sense. But with Serena... He was absolutely wrong because she's not a rapper. Serena doesn't talk about him. Her husband doesn't talk about him. Nobody talks about Drake. They move in totally different circles. You're out here 30. So why is he 30 now? Like 32 or something running with 21 Savage and, you know, trying to run with like all the new little young drill guys and boy, bye. (laughs) Drake is coming off a little bit petty and bitter now. Let's get to the Kanye situation. We got over 12,000 people in here on this good Friday. Thank y'all for joining me. I hope y'all are enjoying this stream. I'm just keeping it real. These are my thoughts. and Oh, he's 30. Oh, hell no, not 36. Woo! I didn't know he was that old. And ain't nothing wrong with getting older, honey. Okay, nothing wrong at all. That is a blessing. So I'm not saying it like that. I didn't realize he was 36, though. Drake, you need to grow up, sir. You are too old to be running around here with the little Dirks and the NBA young boys. And, oh, my gosh. He is 36 now. That is so funny. Um, yeah. It's coming off like he's trying to get um, 
He's trying to create a buzz. Because remember that album, that one that he dropped this summer? Triple Wood in my book. That EDM nonsense, that was trash. And a lot of people who were, you know, who just don't care one way or another, they kept it real. Now, his fanboys, they're going to ride for anything Drake does, but that album was not a good album. So I think because that album was not successful, like maybe he sold a lot of units. I don't know. I don't have the numbers, but commercially it was not successful. Like, I don't even know the album's name at this point. Y'all can write it because that's how much I just like take care Uh you know, there's so many other albums that he's done that you still know the songs that you memorize. I don't even know what this album was that he dropped this past summer. So y'all don't know either, huh? Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, somebody said, Little Drake and 21 are in their 30s. They're not kids. Well, they're younger than Drake. But do you notice, though, we were talking about this one day, me and B.L. Sherelle. Um, they make a lot of the guys in the industry look a lot younger than what they look. I never realized this. Oh, okay, cer Certified Lover Boy, thank you. That album. I ain't like it. Um, <laughs> she was saying that they purposely make them look a lot younger because I... For, for whatever reason, I always forget that a lot of these guys are now in their 30s. Because I'm like, Little Dirk still looks like he's 21 to me. Soldier Boy will forever be that 19-year-old kid, 21-year-old kid, even though like he's like in his mid-30s. And so she said, look at all the guys in your life that are in their 30s. You know, like 28, 29, 30, 31, 32. Most of them all have facial hair. And I was like, huh? And so when I went to like, um, my cousin had a big baby shower on the 1st of October. So all the cousins were there. And so they're all around like these rappers ages, you know, like all the younger cousins in their 30s. Everybody either had mustaches, beards. Most of them looked their age. Even though they look younger in the face, they had facial hair. And I said, now it makes sense. Like I never really looked at it like that. But they make a lot of these guys look a lot younger than what they are. Because again, so that way the youth can look up to them a lot younger. You know, I mean, a lot longer, excuse me, because they make them look so young. So you forget that a dirt is 30 or 31, however old he is. But um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Oh, was it Honestly Nevermind was the name of the album? Honestly Nevermind was the name of the album. Oh, okay. I didn't know which I was writing. Okay. Somebody, I didn't like Certified Lover Boy either, though. I thought that was trash. I don't know. I just thought like his last two albums were just not good to me. Um, there was nothing that really stood out. So um, let me talk about the Kanye situation since we're still on Drake. Okay. Yeah, Soldier Boy will forever look 21 to me. I don't care what he does. So now Drake also threw shots at Kanye. Now Kanye, not even 24 hours ago, stated that he was going to bless us all with a verbal sabbatical. Said he wasn't going to say shit else. He was just going to take a verbal break from Twitter. I said, okay, Kanye, that might be a good thing. Just, you know, go, go, go to sleep, take a nap, come back next week. Child, he woke up this morning and chose violence. <laughs> I said, what? 
Kanye. You're not even supposed to be here right now, buddy. So Kanye came back this morning. Child. I don't know what Elon Musk going to do. So he, he had a lot of things to get off his chest this morning. So we're going to go through what Kanye had to get off his chest. <laughs> this picture of Kanye always cracks me up. <laughs> so Kanye comes out of nowhere and he retweets Daylight. So Daylight says, I'm starting to think that anti-Semitic means the N-word. So then Kanye retweets, I'm starting to think that anti-Semitic means the N-word. But he wrote it all out. When I tell you that was on Twitter for all of nine minutes, I happened to catch that screenshot. That was on Twitter for all of nine minutes. Elon Musk's team, they snatched it down so quick. When you went to click on it, it said, tweet removed. I said, well, damn. I said, they're, they're watching Kanye shit. So they took it down, but I got the screenshot. Then uh, people start confronting him about the whole Drake thing because Drake had another line in his song where he went in at Kanye. Um, and so this is a picture from last year with Drake and Jay Prince. So Drake says in the lyric, he says, Lincoln with the ops, bitch. I did that for Jay Prince. And that's also in the same song, uh, Sirocco Loco. Now, if you guys remember around that time when him and Kanye linked up, it was when they were trying to do this whole free Larry Hoover movement. They wanted to get Larry Hoover out of prison. And so... Kanye had been kind of blasting Drake and, you know, throwing shots at Drake and insinuating that Drake may have, um, you know, like slept with Kim. It was like all types of little rumors out there. And so Jay Prince stepped in and he made them come together like, you know, like a high school principal. Y'all stand together. Take this picture. We're going to dent this beef. And now a year later or two years almost. Drake is saying that he linked with the ops, bitch. He did it for Jay Prince. So now somebody tweets this. They said, oh, hell, at Kanye, tell this man you made him. So then Kanye says, enough already. I done gave this man his, his flowers multiple times. Let's really see who the real ops are in the music game. Imagine all the rappers on the same side and everyone cleaning up each other's contracts. It's kingdom time. Love Drake. Love hashtag love speech. Okay. Then he goes on to quote Charleston White. Now I know Charleston White got to be gassed because he is like the one of the biggest Kanye fans, honey. And you got Kanye West playing a Charleston White uh clip. And so Kanye West writes, This is what's happening. And for all these slaves, this, this y'all baddest one, y'all richest one, he gonna stand up to us, and we all sit there and watch. And you keep whooping him. And for all these slaves, this, this y'all baddest one, y'all richest one, he gonna stand up to us, and we all sit there and watch. Okay. And then that's... <laughs> That's Elon Musk right now. I don't care what nobody says. That is Elon Musk just watching Twitter just burn. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. <laughs> Y'all know I got to put in that last slide, child. So it, it's crazy. Now, let me say this. I find it interesting that Drake is speaking on Kanye 
I think that line, and this is just my opinion, no disrespect, was a dog whistle. I think that line was a dog whistle to draw the line in the sand. Because remember, on the Drink Champs interview, Drunk Champs, um, Kanye was just talking and talking and talking. And he stopped and he gave Drake like all this love and, oh, he's the goat. He's a better rapper than me. And right. So he spoke so highly of Drake on Drunk Champs. And so then after that, now we have Drake dropping that line. To me, that is a dog whistle because Drake is, of course, you know, he's half Jewish. His mother's Jewish. And I think he put that line out there to show the record execs and other people that Kanye's the op. Now, can I be mad at Drake? No, because he's half Jewish. Like that is his ethnicity. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's his religion or whatever. So of course, but he he's doing it in a subtle way. He doesn't want to lose the black folks either, right? He does, because if he came out and just really went in on Kanye, like you dissed the Jewish community, you got life messed up. When I see you, you're going to get stuck up. Look at me try to rap, right? Let's just say he did that, right? If he just went in on Kanye on behalf of, you know, half of his community, it would, you know, have a lot of the other rappers side-eyeing him. Like, okay, well, any other time you're, you know, you're Black Drake, what's this? So I think that was kind of like a dog whistle to kind of show, like, understand you are op. You're dissing and disrespecting my people. I don't know. That's how I'm, uh, y'all like my rap? <laughs> I got bars. <laughs> I, I felt like that's what that was. Like he's drawing a line in the sand and he's telling them, you know, he's dropping his little Easter eggs that I don't care. He said, I'm the goat and I'm a good rapper. I don't stand with his anti-Semitism. Hence why he called him the ops. And put it on Jay Prince, like, yeah, Jay Prince made us meet. It wasn't because I'm genuinely a fan of Kanye or that I genuinely want a relationship with Ye. So, yeah, that's exactly what I what I got from that. And like Kanye said, I've given this man his flowers time and time again. How about we come together and talk about these contracts? Well, he's not ready for that conversation. He's just going to call you an op. Get his bag and keep it moving, okay? So, yeah, Drake is on, you know, he's on the road, honey. Look, somebody said, Deja says, T, you're on to something. Thank you so much, Deja. Yeah, um, Drake is definitely, he's drawn a line in the sand and he's letting his peoples know. And I'm not mad because, like I said, he's he's a biracial man. And that's why I always say that it is okay to call people what they are. There's nothing wrong with being multiple ethnicities. There's nothing wrong with being biracial. And sometimes when you are biracial, you you have to pick a side. You have, you have to, you know what I'm saying, do what's right. So I believe that's what that was. But he said it in a way where it's, you know, edible for black folks using words like op. But the people that he's talking to, they're going to get the message that I don't F with yay. I don't care what Ye says. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if he gives me props. This is where I stand. So that was a dog whistle. Let me go ahead and read some of these super chats here. Um, thank you, guys. Let's see. Um, Lizzie sent 499. She says, T, love you on your channel. Been sipping since 1962. You tried it. <laughs> 
Y'all are a mess. I ain't been here since 1962. But thank you so much for being an OG tea sipper, though. Either way, I appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Alicia said 1922. She says, Roe November, please shout out the Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Inc. 100 years strong. Okay, Sigma Gamma Rho. All right. Um, congratulations. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Because I, oh, you know what's so funny? Speaking of sororities, um, I was going through some of my footage, right? Like all the stuff from the live show, different pictures. And I, I found a picture and I do not know your name, but me and you talked. You're a private chef. Beautiful. Uh, she has like a shaved head and her hair is pink. I didn't know you was a Delta. I went through the pictures and it's you, my best friend and my cousin. And y'all were all doing like the little Delta hind, you know, let me not do it for they cuss me out. Tell you not no Delta, you can't be thrown up. Okay. So y'all all had the little Delta triangle. It was so cute. They, I don't know, like in some type of little sorority thing, child, they was taking pictures. I said, okay. So I thought it was cute because the day of my live event, like that Saturday, there was a bunch of Deltas in town. Cause I guess it was like the Delta sorority thing in June. Child, I don't know nothing about sororities like that. I'm me by me, but my best friend is a Delta and my cousin is a Delta. So, no, I'm not a Delta. We're not going to do that, Alicia. You know, you can't. They don't get mad. You know, they're about, they're about to jump me. Okay, AKA, uh, who was that? Love me or hate me. Okay, we see the pink and green, sis. Shout out to all the sororities. Shout out to the sisters. Uh, shout out to the uh, Sigma Gamma Rho. Congratulations to y'all. You know what I'm saying? On y'all's uh, Founders Day. I think that's what they call it, Founders Day. So, yeah, I just thought that was funny. I'm, I'm me by me, but I just thought the picture was so cute because I remember that she was really, really sweet in the club. And so I was like, uh-uh, not her and my best friend. You know, my best friend and my cousin, throwing up Delta, you know, because when they do their little Delta stuff, when they tweet, 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 ee, 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 I just be sitting there like, y'all done? Y'all finished? Can we eat? <laughs> y'all know how they be tweeting and shit? It's some type of screech they be doing. Like, ee, 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 ee. <laughs> I've been out here too long. Yes, they be cracking me with them little screeches. I'm like, okay, we see y'all. Some type of, I guess they got their own little dog whistle. <laughs> but they be cracking me up though. I, I love the sororities. I think it's dope. You know, that it's like that, that lifelong sisterhood. Child, they have issues. They just call on each other like, oh, such and such is a Delta. They'll help me. I'm like, can you put in a good word for me? No, you're not a Delta. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I love the camaraderie. The only people I have are the tea sippers. So <laughs> they got the Deltas. I got the tea sippers. Um, let's see here. Uh, Jazz Ariel says, what's even weirder is that Megan has a writer credit on Drake's album for the song Rich Flex, which is why Drake is always attacking another man's woman, but don't have one. Ooh, I didn't know that. That's very interesting. Yeah, I wonder if this is really going to, especially being that she went off the way she did on Drake, how their relationship is going to be going forward. Because he was definitely throwing shots at her. Let's keep that real. He was definitely throwing shots at her. So thank you for the super chat. Um, emancipated Neg Negress uh, sent nine ninety nine says, "Ain't Drake a Jew? Let's say Jewish. Uh, what did Kanye say about them folks when it comes to us? 
Maybe he needs to be canceled for the disrespect. Mm. Thank you so much for the super chat, sis. Um, Janae Johnson Moore says, hey, T, looking beautiful as always. I love that you always speak your truth. Take care and be blessed. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm, I'm always just going to, you know, speak how I feel. You know, you don't have to agree. It makes me no difference. Y'all are here. Watch me. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of different things can be right at once. I think I can see just the different nuances in certain things. Um, so I appreciate the support. Let's see here. Tamika White sent 199. She says she don't want no smoke with Nikki. Plain and simple. Okay, Barb. I know that's a Barb. You can just tell by that. The, I feel the Barb energy in that. Thank you for the super chat, love. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Nick P. Nick PJ. Sim 489 says, no shade. But why every time Meg or just anybody gets attacked, people love to bring others involved? Black women people of color, LGBT, et cetera. It's annoying. I don't know. I definitely agree, you know, and especially when it's rap. That, that's the thing. Like, don't be creep, screaming for black women. He's disrespecting me, ma'am. I'm trying to eat dinner. You better get in the damn booth with a pen and a pad. Since you write, this is ass back. I, I just don't get it. As soon as somebody is upset, oh, where's the LGBT? No, stand on your own shit. Have your own back. Say what you got to say. But people love to drag other people into their shit. It's just weird. And I just find it very interesting when it's like the rap community. I find that very interesting. When people are supposed to be rappers, they won't rap. They just tweet all day and go back and forth. But thank you for the super chat, love. Um, Mikhail Rucker sent $2 says, Hey boo. Hey, Mikhail. Thank you so much. Uh, it's on baby says facts T and those rap men disrespect a lot of regular women in these videos and Meg be real quiet, um, on that until it's about her. Thank you. I'm glad you peeped that. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you can have your cake and eat it too. And we all got to gather around you with these capes. This is just a napkin. Oh, but we'll act like it's a cape. If I have to, you know, put out my little cape and, you know, fly, you know, what about the the, the regular rappers who go in on, on black women and, and disrespect black women, you know, or say crazy things on social media? So I just I just find it very interesting. Let's see here. Um, Antoinette Bailey. Hey, Antoinette. Says Canadian Daw had the nerve to talk about Serena and her family. That part. Like I said, he's projecting. That's what that is, sis. And also, please um, check your email. They're, they're supposed to be getting back in contact with you. There was some child stuff got lost in the shuffle, but check your email. So thank you, sis. Uh, Eric Hampton says, Hey T, why is it people have a problem with Drake dissing? Something that rappers do often. Eminem has done the same thing for years, dissing every damn body and nobody cared. This is rap, not an opera. Boom. My point exactly. And that's the part, like I said, 
we, we got to make it make sense. Like either people are going to be able to rap and say what they want. They're signing petitions and all this stuff, or there's a cutoff depending on who it is and what we like and don't like. And that's the part that doesn't make any sense. That's why I said for me, Megan is a rapper. She's in this industry. So rap, respond on, 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 on wax to him. You know what I'm saying? But Serena and Alexis, they're not rappers. They don't talk about Drake. So that's a big difference. But yeah, Eminem, oh, he couldn't get away with half the stuff he got away with in the past. Oh, Eminem would be the most canceled person. <laughs> He'd be the most canceled person on earth. If that's what I, and for, I guess for us, because we grew up in that era, it's very strange. Like all this, I need backup. Like I always tell y'all, I do this myself. I don't need co-signers. I, you know, if I say something, I can stand in it. I got that good credit. I don't need co-signers. And so it's very weird when I see a industry where as soon as somebody feels a way, they want all their fans to run or they use their fans as like um, pit bulls. Such and such, y'all go get them. And the fans go running. How about you stop sicking your fans on people and actually go write a rap, go drop an album. It's just weird. Everybody runs behind these little groups as opposed to just, you know, making it about the music. If this was the 90s, Little Kim would have been in the studio already. Okay? Remember, Tupac caught Little Kim ugly. Quit to snatch her ugly ass off the streets. Did Little Kim cry? Did she say black women? He said we're all ugly, bitch. He wasn't talking to me. Okay? I'm in school getting my education. Wasn't talking to me at all. He's talking to you. He said, Little Kim, quit to snatch your ugly ass off the streets. I'm still. And what little Kim do? Did she cry? She got in the lab with a pen and a pad and went in on Tupac. That's all I'm saying. You can't be a rapper one day and brag about your rapping skills. And now, you know, they're mentioning Stallion and, and, and you know, shots. Now the son, oh, I can't handle it. I'm sorry. Now when I watch little Kim be disrespected by grown men in the industry, Foxy Brown. I don't know. We're just, we're maybe we're just in two different generations. I expect rappers to rap. People who don't rap, leave them alone. Let, you know, Alexis and Serena live their best married life. Okay. But Megan, I need her to rap. That's all I'm saying. Pen in the pad. Uh, let's see here. Thank you for the super chat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why the little, the little Kim thing just came in my mind. But now, nah, little Kim, man, she used to hold her own. For real. Um, You know what, Alpha Male? You got to go. You're, you're blocked. Because now you're just trolling. Alpha Male says, not T taking up for Drake over a black woman. So you missed the whole part why I drug Drake for Serena, who's not a rapper. So because I'm expecting your fave, Mr. Hottie to actually go into the studio and write a rap and actually, you know, since she writes and she can rap to actually respond back to Drake on wax instead of trying to drag black women into her mess. You're in your feelings. Enjoy the block party. Okay. So we're going to, cause I don't like people who are trying to sit here and spread false narratives. 
Because we literally just drugged Drake for an hour. And called him out about the dog whistle for Kanye. So you're a clown. But see, this is why a lot of people don't like hotties. Because y'all are the ones who sit there and y'all gaslight this girl instead of holding her accountable for certain things. That's all y'all do. Like I said, respond back on wax. There's so, I just gave her a whole bunch of, uh, a whole bunch of fucking, um, stuff, topics that she can drag Drake on. His baby's mother's a groupie, a porn star that you made take a DNA test. Not one, but three times. Do I need to kick the rhyme for Meg? Cause I can, cause I can write too. Cause y'all stay singing my intros. Okay. Let me stop. <laughs> Yeah, don't play with Blackiana. So go, go cry to Meg. Go cry on Twitter. You're not going to be crying in my comment section and lying. When we've been dragging uh, Dusty Drake for the past two hours. How long have I been out here? Oh, an hour and 28 minutes. Almost two hours. So don't go there. That's what these hotties do. That's why y'all are like the least favorite fandom. Y'all are just annoying. How about you go argue with the barbs? <laughs> Damn horses. All they do is lie. All right, Mr. Hottie's out of here. <laughs> Mr. Hottie had to go. You're not going to be lying about me on my stream. Get the fuck out of here, cuz. You got to go. <laughs> okay, so let me see here. Um, S. Ferris sent $50. Thank you so much. They say, I felt that, sis, but ain't nobody ready for that. Love the fall look. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, oh, I didn't even see this. Black Sand sent $100. Thank you so much, Black Sands. He says, T, I just wanted to send you some love and support your way. I love how you are constantly making people aware of conversations that need to be had, not only in hip hop, but across the board. You are so welcome. And thank you so much. I really appreciate the support. Um, Kate the Great. What's up, Kate? She says they ain't ready for that conversation about music, boo. Say it louder for the people in the back. How are you feeling on this Friday afternoon? Love the outfit and the hair is hot. Thank you. I feel happy. I feel like even like better right now. So I'm having fun on this stream. Um, let's see here. Jill's review says those videos are the only clues that the police have and the only chance the family can get justice. Sounds like he knows more about the situation than he's saying. Fake message. Okay, you talking about Jay Prince. Yeah, it's something definitely going on with that. But thank you for the super chat. Um, Cam says, Drake calling Serena's husband a groupie when he was Rihanna's groupie for years. I forgot about that, sis. Uh, please go have several wheelchair seats, Jimmy. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, let's see here. Bio Miss Flores says you better drag him by his fake abs. I forgot about Drake having fake abs. That is funny. Uh, Jazz Ariel. Hold on. Oh, no, I read that one. Okay, forever your Leo says I remember when Drake broke up with that video vixen Mahala Michael a while back and she came out and said he's not who he portrays himself to be. Yep, I remember that situation too. Thank you so much for the super chat, love. Um, let's see here. 
TJ Bernie says if Drake got Rihanna pregnant, trust he wouldn't be taking multiple DNA tests and hiding the pregnancy from the world. Facts. Facts. That's why I said like that whole line was just really corny about, you know, Alexis being a groupie and all that stuff. And his response was perfect because you are supposed to be, you know, in the words of Drake, a groupie for your family, period. So his response was perfect. I liked it that. Um, let's see here. Kayla says Drake's gross writer knew what he was doing and Drake did too. Alexis Ohanian got that big, big energy though. Yes, he does. Thank you for the super chat, love. And that's the thing that's like really bothersome because for years, so many people thought it was okay to clown Serena. Like, look, like, can we have an honest conversation here? Like, how many of like a lot of these rappers and, you know, even black male entertainers, right, in the industry were checking for her or Venus? You know, Serena tried. She dated several black guys. But it seems like ever since she got with her husband and she, you know, is dating interracial, it seems to have bothered people. And the fact that she's in a healthy relationship, she's married, she had her baby. She, she's like, no, I'm not going to keep being, you know, mistreated and not valued because I don't have a certain aesthetic. Or I don't look a certain way. Kudos to Serena for finding real love and just moving on with her life. So now I don't agree with them or him, excuse me, dissing her or her husband. I just think it's silly for what? especially when they dated so many years ago. So like I said, to me, he's looking for attention with him saying all this stuff. He's looking for attention. She moved on and it feels like a lot of people are bothered by that. But again, these were the same folks who didn't want her. Common could have married her. If Drake wanted to, he could have married her and said, you know, had a family with her and all that stuff. Ohanian, Mr. Ohanian, Alexis Ohanian, he saw something in her and he was like, you know what? I don't know what these other guys ain't seeing, but I'm seeing it. I'm locking you down. So kudos to Serena. Folks ain't ready for that conversation. <laughs> Look, Karma says, shit, I wish she'd teach me the game. D. Diva says, exactly, T, a lot of black men didn't want her. Yeah, I mean, she's been like the talk of like, thanking points and it's just it's too much because like I said when she was single and she was trying to date and mix and mingle nobody was talking about her nobody was putting up in rap songs like that you know so it's just very funny now that that she ends up in a rap song and it's a diss because of who her husband is interesting very interesting uh, DeAndre Santen says, I want Meg to stand up for herself. She keeps allowing people to see her sweat, which is why they keep bringing it up. Yes. Like, I think she not only needs to stand up for herself, but she just needs to rap. You know, just drop music. Let people know. Because I think Meg, you know, is very talented. I think Meg, honestly, out of all the girls, I think Meg can go toe to toe with Nikki, who we all know is, you know, the most lyrical out of all the females. I think Meg is her strongest competition, even way stronger than Lotto, you know, and I wish she would just rap instead of like always online going back and forth with, with these guys. It's like first it was, well, we're not even going to talk about the whole Tory situation. Then you had the baby coming for her and what she was wrong in that instance, too. But again, people use her name and her situation for clout. And a lot of it is because they know that she's going to respond back and it's not going to be on wax. At least get paid for it. 
you don't get paid on Twitter. All that writing she wrote, she didn't get a dime from it. But imagine she took all that energy and dropped the diss track this weekend and made some money off of it. Just saying. That's what Lil' Kim did. So, so AJ said, Lotto isn't anyone's competition. Well, what are the Lotto people called? Are they called the Lottos, the lottery tickets? I'm not. <laughs> well, what do y'all call yourselves? I know there's some Lotto fans in here. I don't know. I know the Barbs. We know the Hotties. We know Barty Gang. What are the Lotto people? There's nothing in here. The slot machines. The scratch-offs. The lottery tickets. Okay. All right. The lottery tickets? Is that what they call themselves? Y'all be trolling. Because I'm seeing jackpots, lottery tickets, and scratch Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not fooling with y'all. Mm-mm. They don't have no name? <laughs> they call themselves like, oh, they call themselves the lottery tickets for real? Okay. All right. Enjoy. We'll see how long that fandom stays around. Um, I will say this, though. I do think that Lotto can rap. But, yeah, I mean, lyrically, no, I don't think she's a match for Nikki. Bar for bar. I don't think so. That's my personal opinion. But um, Meg Thee Stallion, definitely. Like, I've heard from her. Oh, because like I told you, I've been listening to her off and on since she was running with the first Kelsey. That's why I laugh at when her hotties get mad. Like, I didn't just, you know, I didn't just get here. I remember the first Kelsey. And she was dropping real bars when she was running with the first Kelsey. She had two friends named Kelsey. Some of y'all don't know that. Who's here? Shout out all these teenagers. <laughs> Somebody said the EBT cards. Y'all ain't shit. <laughs> Leave Lotto's fans alone. The Powerballs. Uh, let's see here. Um, Rosalind Gilliam says, hey, T, been rocking with you since forever. I used to love your intro with the humble songs, the kids throwing down so much love from Detroit. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, sis. Thanks for coming through. Uh, DeAndre Hollis says, love you, T. I want you to know that I appreciate your hard work. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for watching and supporting. Thanks for the love. Um. Cece must be in Australia. She says, funny how Drake's been a certified groupie for all these NBA players, though. They're not ready for that conversation. He wants to be an NBA player so bad, running behind LeBron. And he, remember when the Toronto Raptors went to the finals? Oh, you would have thought he was a member of the team. Definitely. Definitely has NBA groupie vibes. You are so right about that. Thank you so much. Um, L Town said five says, Love you, T. You always brighten up my day. I have been a tea sipper for six years, and that is the Dominican flag. Shout out to the Dominican Republic. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming through and showing love. Um, let's see here. One Ontario uh has a horse emoji, says Megan is talented, but she lacks confidence to put out a diss track against the old granny. Okay, so the, the wheelchair emoji must be Nicki Minaj. They have a horse emoji and a wheelchair emoji. Y'all, y'all are a mess. Yeah, but like I said, I think if they push her enough, 
She might, you know, but it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Y'all are a mess. Uh, we need to do better. Santan says, Alexis said, don't come for me unless I send for you. LOL. He said what he said. He sure did. He sure did. And I love the fact that he like he stepped up right away to defend his black wife. Now, it's been a few hours. Has party said anything yet? Not being messy, but has party said anything yet to defend Megan? Let me go on Twitter because earlier today, this is what people were writing on Twitter. Y'all let me know if that has changed because this was the meme that was going around earlier today. Tori, The Rock, Drake, the baby, Carl Crawford, party. I hate Twitter. Twitter is so messy. Has he said anything yet? Because I know he did defend her because he's been trending. You see him and Drake are trending still. He has been, um, let me click on this again. Refresh it. I've been waiting to see because I know he went at the baby for her. He did do that, which I was happy. And party's a big boy. He's like six foot ten. Let's see. What is this? The way she whacked Cardi, Party, Drake, and me. Oh, God, it's a barb. Oh. <laughs> Y'all going to keep saying Party don't defend Meg, but she probably tells him not to say anything because they either don't want to fuck up the legal case or fear retaliation against him. Okay. So basically, he hasn't said anything yet. Okay. All right. Nothing wrong with that, child. But Alexis did put Drake, Drizzy Drizzy Drake, in his place. So I like that. Party, it, do you consider Party a rapper? I don't know. I know he's a writer. He, he writes. So, I mean, you could say he's a rapper, too. I've never really heard, like, his album or anything like that, or if he has an album out, but I know he writes. But that's who he, she's dating. Somebody says, why is The Rock on there? I don't know. What was that about? I hope that ain't the, the wrestler rock. I don't remember them getting into it. Oh, Party has albums. I haven't listened to his albums. Y'all are messy. Talking about Party B. You have listened to his album, Party B. Y'all are messy. <laughs> we know he be helping to write. That ain't nothing new. The Rock likes Megan. Yeah, I don't know why they had The Rock on there. I don't remember them beefing. You know, people be messy. Okay, let me see. I think I've hit on everything. I've been on here for an hour and 40 minutes. Let me make sure I got all my topics. Okay, I did talk about that. Oh, real quick before I go. Did y'all hear about Kyrie Irving? Honey. They suspended him. If you guys don't, we posted this last night. And they suspended him. So, last week, the Brooklyn Nets point guard, Kyrie Irving, shared a link to a documentary called The Heat for, called Hebrews to Negroes, Wake Up Black America, that claims that modern Jews stole the religious heritage of black people, lied about the Holocaust, and generously quotes books and sources widely considered anti-Semitic. 
yesterday after donating $500,000 to a Jewish organization and releasing a statement taking responsibility for offending Jews, Kyrie refused to give a yes or no answer about being anti-Semitic. Now Kyrie has been suspended for five games without pay. So this caused a lot of controversy yesterday on Twitter. Let me go ahead and read to you guys a statement. Um, Over the last several days, we have made repeated attempts to work with Kyrie Irving to help him understand the harm and dangers of his words and actions, which began with him publicizing a film containing deeply disturbing anti-Semitic hate. We believe that taking this path of education in this challenging situation would be the right one and thought that we had made progress with our joint commitment of eradicating hate and intolerance. We were dismayed today when given an opportunity in a media session that Kyrie refused to unequivocally say that he had no anti-Semitic beliefs nor acknowledge specific hateful material in the film. This was not the first time he had the opportunity but failed to clarify. Such a failure to disavow anti-Semitism when given a clear opportunity to do so is deeply disturbing. It is against the values of the organization and constitutes conduct detrimental to the team accordingly. To the team. Accordingly, we are of the view that he is currently unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets. We have decided that Kyrie will serve a suspension without pay until he satisfies a series of objective remedial measures that address the harmful impacts of this conduct and suspension period. Served is no less than five games. Yeah, that happened. I'm not going to play the the clip when he's being um, talked to by the media. Um, because I don't want the NBA to, you know, flag this stream, but yeah, that says a lot. So he is suspended for five games without pay, but what is kind of interesting to me is this, right? I don't know this documentary. I never heard of it. I haven't watched it or anything like that. So I don't know the ins and outs of it, but it's on Amazon. Why is Amazon not getting any backlash? If it's that bad and it's that anti-Semitic and it's that hurtful, where's the backlash and outrage for Amazon? So there's no backlash for Jeff Bezos? Oh, okay. Uh, Okay. All right. I'm just one. I'm just saying I'm. All right, on that note, (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying, am I wrong for even, because I'm like, well, so Jeff Bezos, he owns the, oh, okay, all right, all right, all right, okay, well, this whole conversation's above my pay grade, so on that note, I am out, (laughs) Um, but thank you guys so much, Um, let me read, uh, let me see here, these these last few chats here, I am. Yeah, I'm going to just shut up. Uh, okay, Keisha in love, Symphysis. Love you, TT. I wish you had the flashbacks 
when you went in on the celebrities who went off about Serena getting engaged, hashtags T sipper, sip, sip. Thank you so much, Keisha, for remembering that. Because I totally forgot, chat. I don't make so much content, I forget. But now that you brought it up, I did make videos calling out the celebrities who were going in on Serena when she got engaged to Alexis. So thank you for that. You know what I'm saying? So for that moron to think that, you know, I'm not defending a black woman because I'm not defending the one that he wants is silly. Because I've always gone hard for Serena. You know, Serena is so unproblematic. You know, her and her sister have gone through just so much nonsense, unnecessary nonsense, just being black women breaking into a sport that was not meant for black women. You know what I'm saying? And now you have, they paved the way for younger black women to come in after them. So um, yeah, it was nonsense the way she was treated when she got with him. So for Drake to even try and stir some more stuff up, it just shows that he's not happy in his situation. So thank you for that. Um, Let's see here. Um, Y'all keep asking me about D-Wade and his ex-wife. I have no opinion at all, but thank you for the super chat. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just leave that one alone. I have no opinion whatsoever. Um, let's see here. Erica says, love you, T. I've been watching you since 1897. <laughs> it happened in 1492. Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Y'all are, I mean, I'm just making up all types of numbers now, honey. Y'all are so funny. But no, thank you for that. Um, yeah, I talked about Davido and Chioma's son at the beginning of the stream. Um, I don't know. Like that, that was crazy because he's only three years old. And just watching that video of him, you know, just running around, playing, having fun. I don't know because... There's, there's a whole, there's a deeper side that I think a lot of Americans don't even understand with that situation, with the whole Nigerian pastor having that vision and trying to tell Davido about your son's going to pass and him not paying heed. I think that rabbit hole goes deep, but I don't even want to go there just because it's a baby. You know what I mean? And that's, that's horrible. That's a three-year-old baby, you know? It's just sad. Um, as far as Spice, I see people asking me about Spice. Um, I don't think it's true. I've heard that they're saying that she's in a coma, that she had surgery. Um, I think it's just a rumor. I've asked people and I don't think it's true at all. Um, I have Spice's number, so I mean, I could just, you know, text her, but I don't like texting people. I don't talk to on a regular basis about social media stuff. Like, oh, is this true? It's like, what the hell? So I don't want to text her about that. But from people I know who know Spice, they said that she's fine. So I don't know why that rumor keeps going around. Yeah. But yeah, the pastor videos up um, about uh, David O's son. It is up. And the pastor has spoken. The one that pro prophesized it. He's speaking. Um, I don't know. The whole thing is just, it's just eerie. It's just very eerie. So I don't know. The whole thing just does not sit well with me at all. It's just really eerie. And there's just been, over the years, there's just been a lot of people that have just died around Davido. And I just, I don't know what that's about. You know, close friends. And sometimes he kind of reminds me of like the little Dirk of Nigeria. You know how there's like a lot of death that's been associated to little Dirk? Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's weird. 
Um, yeah, it's just eerie. That's what I'm just going to say. It's just eerie. It's just a lot of death. Okay, y'all. I've been out here for almost two hours. So on that note, you guys, take care. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. You know what I'm saying? Stay prayed up. Protect your energy. Um, and thank you guys so much for just coming through and spending this Friday with me. This was a really good stream, lots of good conversations, and I hope I left you guys with some food for thought. So I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.